To the movie draft house, you sons of bitches. You like how aggressive I was there? It's a different it's a different opening to the podcast. It's aggressive Mark joined by passive aggressive Jeff. Passive aggressive. No, I, I'll be just regular Jeff who said that opening sucked. <laughs> What the fuck? Now, the uh, question is, did our movie this week suck? But first, it's a new month, Mark. Oh, it's new month, which means new music on the pod. I have no idea what it is. And you never won't do. hear it till this episode comes. I do, too, but, the times I do know. <laughs> My, uh, music this month, for the month of July 2022, we have the Central Florida Punk Pop band magnolia park mm. with their song serious off their latest ep they're a big tiktok uh band and uh they're t- uh, they were on tour recently with uh what's the name of that band jeff um oh god what was the name of that band i had it just in my mind harrison Listen. ford sphincter is that a band it should be. If it's not, if it should be. One hundred percent Harrison. I would. Li- I would. Get, I would pay money to go see a band called Harrison Ford's Sphincter. Yeah, we know where your money goes. What was the name of the song? Serious by Magnolia Park. Uh, they're out of Orlando, and uh, they are really good. And so uh, we appreciate them. Uh, allowing us to use their music on the podcast with the song Serious. Um, Make sure you're following them on TikTok. They're big TikTok users, and uh, they're also big on the Instagram, so make sure you you smash the follow button there. Um, And hit the show notes for all of the links to their socials, not just the TikTok or the Instagram, but all of them. I've got it queued up here. I'm going to listen to it after we're done recording. Okay, good. So I'm not surprised. I think no. I will. You, you've done well so far. A Thank year you, in, and you haven't missed yet. <laughs> so, Jeff, um, uh, remind remind me, what is the theme this month? This month's theme is just asinine like it was the first time we did it, but the first Ooh. time we did it was my idea, so I can't really mm. complain too much. We are watching movies starring actors who play titular roles in MCU films. Titular. Titular. That's a funny word. That's just a funny word. It's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this week we watched Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth, who you might know as the Mighty Thor. Um, And it stars a host of others, a mostly South Asian cast, um, none of which are familiar to me on immediate sight. So, um, and I don't really want to butcher the names, to, which is what would happen if I tried to say them. Just give it a shot. 
Okay, so the other main star, uh, so Chris Hemsworth plays Tyler Rake, and uh, R- R- yep, you, you, you you're halfway there. I would say Rudraksh. Yep, Joswall. Yep, plays sense. Ovi Mahajan. I think that's right. And then Saju is played by Randeep Huda. He's my favorite. So why pick this movie, Mark? All right. So I I, I grabbed Chris Hemsworth. Where you know? Uh, I don't. I don't know. He's so muscular. Above everywhere. or below? Uh, I, d- I don't know. Oh, um, it was dark. The biceps are as thick as the thighs are deep. You know what I always wanted? You know how, like, I don't know if you noticed this, but when there's, like, buff dudes in movies, they always have these really thick watch bands, and it yeah. just looks so cool, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, I want a thick watch band. It's like, I would look so cool, but no. It doesn't did work. You, did you get a No, thick I didn't watch. get a thick watch band, but I just think I... I it's just, you know, when, you, you, when you're ripped and handsome Listen, like Chris, Chris Hemsworth, you can, basically you create style. Whatever you wear, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I need right. to wear a panda outfit, and it just <laughs> won't work. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is like six foot three, um, just like jacked. And he's in this movie. So this was, I think it was 2020. And I picked this movie is because Chris Hemsworth doesn't have a whole lot of action films to his filmography. Thor. Thor the Dark World. (sighs) Thor Ragnarok. Okay, we we could not have selected... The titular character movies. Okay, you're right. Um, so, but if you look at his filmography, he doesn't have like Men in Black International. That is not him. <laughs> it's not all right. Um, like you think of like other like buff action stars. Ha! Huh, let me see which first one comes to my mind. Yeah, do it. What's the first one? Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh God. Um, okay. And you think of, you know, just off-the-wall action movies. And with Jean-Claude, it was, hey, we're just gonna, we're gonna agree to act in any movie that throws us money. Why? And we'll no, 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 no. The ramifications. You like, piece of shit. <laughs> Who you think you're talking about? <laughs> you know, at the time of this recording, we're not even done with 30 Days of Van Damme. I know. I'm still doing it. <laughs> it's going to be 60 days of Amp soon. It might. I uh, don't know. There's some. I, I'm. I'm not grown tired of it yet. Um, but you know. So I remember watching watching Extraction. Uh, in the height of the pandemic, and it came out. You know, in the summer of 2020, and so, uh, and and I don't think it was meant to be this pandemic action movie but it filled a void that it is chris hemsworth being a badass being a mercenary military badass in india 
in a brisk, well-directed... Brisk? Yes, yeah, so it was like hour 50. Yeah, I think so. It, I, I wouldn't have There's used the... very t- little downtime. In oh, yeah, I'll agree with that. But, well, it did. I wouldn't say it was brisk because there was times where I'd be like, dang, man, a lot's happened, and I'll hover my mouse. 30 minutes in, I'm like, really? Right. So I... I a lot of shit happens. No, I thought I'd be further. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But no, I, um, the reason I so the reason to answer your question, the reason I picked this movie, is because I don't feel outside of the Thor movies that Crims, Chris Crims? Hemsworth has Crims, Chris Hemsworth has gotten the ability to showcase his action flair. I mean, he's he's uh he's he's a brick house, uh, and. Like a lot of his stuff doesn't showcase him being a badass. He was in Cabin in the Woods. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, it's a great. But he's thing. not a badass in that movie. Well, okay. So, um, did you see that they are making an extraction too? Yeah, God, I can't wait. It's in post production. That'll be interesting because maybe it will answer the big question this movie leaves you with. But we'll get to that. Um, All right. So before we before we get into like the plot of this, the dirty, yeah. Did 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 you enjoy this film? Uh as someone who has been binging action films for the past, let's just say, thirty days, uh, this was right at home. This was great. Um, okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had heart. It had oh, violence. It had great hand to hand combat. Lots of gunplay. Um, I'm generally like not that impressed with gunplay in movies. I prefer hand-to-hand combat just because I think it looks cooler, takes a little more skill. Um, but I think the action is great. The movie is intense. The plot is complex. Well, maybe the plot's not complex, but the characters are. Uh, right. I think that's the thing that surprised me the most is the movie's ability to change your perspective on who the good guy is. And I yeah. really like that about this movie that honestly the 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 movie the good guy is the kid and whoever is on the side of the kid happens to be the good guy, but that's not even yeah. always true. I don't know, but I just found that it is really smart movie, really awesome action, hyper violent if that's your thing. Um I think it, I think it was excellent choice, Mark. What uh, so? The film is directed by a guy named Sam Hargrave, and this is his first his directorial debut. But this man is a stunt man. Oh, really? Trade. Okay, yeah. that would explain the action. The yeah, and, action and so chops. The the, the 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 directing of these action scenes and they're they're like hyper realistic like now the right russo in... brothers this was their story oh i don't know yeah i believe so joe and anthony russo that would be the russo brothers no oh. uh, <laughs> but but uh you know if if you sit down you watch these action scenes in this movie and it and it sim the movie is held together by the action scenes and with with the story weaved into the the kind of slow moments of Hemsworth and the uh, the Indian boy getting from point A to point B, and 
But like, if you look at all of the action scenes, and and this was true for a couple of movies we've watched, but most recently, uh, Dread, oh, you know, and um, Raid Redemption. Oh, these and, are listen. Oh, those were good days. Yeah, and so, but we're talking about um, films with with competent directing that showcase action as a like as a character in the film um and and what i mean by that is that the action is so central to the plot is that it it almost is a character in the film and i enjoy this movie and this was my second time watching it and i just think that chris hemsworth is such a uh, a likable actor that and because he's got such a baby face and you can you can kind of get behind anything he does in the first scene we really see him go you know balls to the wall is in the apartment building uh about 30 minutes in and it's where he first meets the indian kid and he goes hand-to-hand combat with you know all these kind of just thug Indian guys and he's just like the acting is so not the acting the action is so smooth I I just see this this guy Sam Hargrave and you look at his stunt uh his his stunt resume and it's just littered with tons of great action movies um I mean we're just we're I mean we're talking just tons of I mean he's got over 81 credits of just action films and so for this to be like his like coming out party of hey man I can I can direct these action movies too and then on top of that uh, Chris Hemsworth is this capable like hyper realistic action star which we didn't get in, in the Thor movies he's more charismatic in Thor and I just I I enjoyed this movie because of the hyper realism the the in like you uh, what was the term you used just a minute ago uh, if the the violence is my thing yeah well, I was said movie, it was hyper violent yeah in this movie it kind of has to be um, it's because the movie doesn't hold back it it is it is very violent um, it is very in your face it's very close knit. Like all the violent sh- or uh, all the action shots are are very, you know, up close, and uh, I just I really enjoyed the uh, the lo- the location of the movie. It's not every day we get a a movie set in India, um, and it was kind of cool to see uh, uh, an action movie f- filmed on the streets of what's supposed to be India, where we get a uh, you know. An American guy who just happens to be a mercenary, and uh, he's got his own demons that he's battling, and and this this kid happens to awaken his maybe father complex, dad complex. I don't know, man. This movie's good. <laughs> All that to just be like, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. So. We'll talk about some of these action sequences. One of them is this first, 
I don't want to say first, but like you said, the, the big first one is in this apartment, which is awesome. But then it goes into the car chase. And this is where you really see him go from Hargraves, go from being a, a stunt and fight coordinator to actually directing because the camera moves all over the place. Like, And there's a lot of trickery, and sometimes you can see the seams. But it's largely like there's a point where he crashes first into a car and the camera kind of swoops in and is in the car and you're seeing this chase from the back seat of the car that Hemsworth is driving and then other times the camera will move out of the car not making a cut i'm sure there is some sort of trickery again into another car and then you'll follow that action and there's gunfire and explosions and um it just really well shot action um there isn't a lot of times where i'm like hey man cut out the shaky cam bro um there's sometimes when the combat's really close where you can't always see everything but largely uh, i found the the way it was shot to be really entertaining and good especially in that that long chase sequence um near the like 30 minute mark of the movie yeah and that's that's where we're introduced to uh randeep huda as seju I don't know if I said that right, but um hope I got his actual name right. But he's the uh the hired So the the plot, let's just get this out of the way. Uh Chris Hemsworth is a, a mercenary that's hired by uh an organization to get um a Indian gangster's son back who's been kidnapped and uh he's been kidnapped by a rival indian gangster and uh the kid uh the kid is played by uh well i'm not gonna say his name but in, in the movie, I had to. In movie. <laughs> red, red rack shit um yeah but he, he in the yeah, movie you made his name. fun of me no i didn't make fun of you i you just did. Actually, no okay um but so Hemsworth is tasked with uh with getting getting the kid back but he also is so the the main gangster whose whose son gets kidnapped uh has a kind of a a head henchman I guess who's played by this guy Randy Puda and this guy Randy Puda is plays this guy who who has a family of his own and he goes to uh, Ovi's dad, the Indian gangster in jail, and he's like, "Hey, your son's been taken," and and you know, Papa Papa Indian gangster tells him, <sighs> "Well, you're gonna you're gonna get my kid back, or I'm gonna kill your family." And so, before all the action starts, we're introduced to his character, but when we don't see him again until this car chase. After Hemsworth and Ovi have been introduced and are trying to get away, and Randy Puda's character shows up as this kind of Hemsworth equal, um, and they have a fantastic like head-to-head meet in the in the 
the the streets of this India Indian city. And every time you think either Hemsworth has the upper hand or or this guy Huda has the upper hand, something happens and it happens to to Huda more than once where he gets hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and and you're like, oh shit, he got hit by a car, and then he gets hit by a truck, and you're like, oh shit, he yeah, got hit by a it's truck. good. <laughs> and, and every time it like comes out of nowhere, like there's a part where Hemsworth gets blasted by a car, right. <laughs> and it's just like, oh god. <laughs> but like they they're meant, and I I think this is how Hargrave meant to shoot it, is that they're they're pretty much equals. They're they're. Uh, there are two sides of the same coin and they, and it showcases that in their hand to hand combat is that Hemsworth is, is good, but Huda is good as well. And you know, they, they kind of hit a stalemate and it only takes Huda getting hit by a truck for Hemsworth right. to get away. Um, but then we find out that Huda's is not dead and you know, we're like, Oh shit, that man must be a badass. And so that's what I enjoyed about this movie is that, like, there you had your big bads, but they weren't showcase like, and it's the same with the Raid Redemption and Dread, is that your big bad wasn't really bad. It was the like the 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 mini boss, and uh, in the in those movies and and here Huda kind of plays that character up until about the th- uh, three quarters of the way through. And then he flips sides, and then he's then they're on the same team, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I love that happened? too when they're working working together. So what happens is there we're, we've omitted another key character, which <laughs> is rival mob boss, right? So the person oh, yeah. who kidnaps this kid to begin with is Mister Gold Chains. Oh, he, I love that guy. He throws kids off roofs. He no, he doesn't. He has other people do it for him. Um. <laughs> And it's a great introduction to the character. There's this younger kid that gets recruited because he's savvy and smart, street smart. And it comes into play later. But I love that, by the way. That, yeah, I think it's really well done. Um, yeah. And I think that this villain is definitely the, the, the one guy who really doesn't change sides in the sense that he's always the bad guy. Like you're never on his side in the film, and that I and normally you, that's true for most movies, but in this movie where you kind of feel like you're like there's a point in the movie. So, like you said, he Suja is work is it Suja is looking for Randy Huda Saju Sa- Saju Saju yeah. uh, is on. He's basically hired to get the kid back, and if if the kid goes with Saju, he's relatively safe because he is there to protect the child and bring them back him back alive and so there's a point where they meet up and it's like well he could just give him the kid and the kid will be safe but at the same time chris hemsworth needs to get paid and they get betrayed part way through and in order to make sure he gets his money he keeps the kid so his primary interest isn't the safety of the child at least at the beginning it's about completing the mission and getting paid and then as they get to know each other through their various adventure, they grow closer and start to uh, Chris Hemsworth starts to value him as more than just a paycheck. Yeah, and, and we we've 
we find out about midway through that, and and we see with Hemsworth's character that he he's having flashbacks at the beginning of the movie. We kind of see the end, not quite the end, but the ending, the end uh, sequence of the movie. Right from the get-go. Right, like right before the end. It's kind of like if you've seen John Wick, how it yeah. opens, um, where he's all beat up and everything, and then it cuts to the beginning of the movie. Uh, it's kind of a similar thing here. Yeah, and, you know, he, he's having visions or flashbacks to uh, him with a young child, and and we find out that uh, Hemsworth had a, or Hemsworth's character had a, uh, a son who was very young and uh, his son died of of cancer and we learned that Hemsworth was on a tour uh in Af- was Afghanistan or Iraq uh when his son you know was killed or passed away from cancer and this has stuck with him and you know he's I guess really beat himself up over this decision that he made to to stay in the military and 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 be deployed for the billionth time. I think he even says, uh, and he's asked by OG, Ovi is, and that's the kid's name. Is was that on per like? Well, you can't. Basically, I think he says something along the lines of, "Well, it's not your fault you were deployed." And he was like, "Actually, it kind of was, because he wanted to avoid the pain of watching his child die." Yeah, and so like, and and we, he even goes, "It's like you're a brave man," and he's like, "No, I'm a coward." Uh, is what? Yeah, and and honestly, if you if you know anybody that served in the mid two thousands. In, in Iraq or Afghanistan. You likely know that person because they served multiple tours. And um, I, I, I know I have friends, I had friends that, um, that had the same kind of mentality. And it was just, it was just something that they did. And, and it was like not real to them. It was like another. They're going to another world. I've had I've had people in this similar situation. I don't you know, like to the extreme, but that served multiple tours in in Iraq and Afghanistan that have told me that it was like going to another planet, and it was just uh like reality escapism, and even though that's like very simplistic. And I just boiled a lot of emotion down into a couple words. These these individuals chose to do that because it was an escape from all of reality of what they knew in the United States. And I only mention that is because I felt like this the the character decision behind him's in that whole conversation with Hemsworth and, and the character of Ovi. To be very realistic, to to essentially encapsulate a lot of what people, especially military members, were were feeling at the time that you know going into the Marines and the Army, like it it meant 
going to these war-torn countries and fighting. And I know people like that to this day that will tell you the only reason I went was to get away from everything that I knew. Um, and they ended up doing six years of living in the desert. And uh, it's crazy. And, and, and it's and it's very realistic in this movie, and that's that's why I bring it up. But it's so it, good good storytelling by the Russos for for drawing comparisons there. Yeah. So about the halfway point, our man gets stuck. We should mention he has a team that helps him extract, uh, all of which pretty much get murdered right out of the gate, uh, because what happens is is they are paid to go get the kid. But the guys that are going to pay them don't actually have the money. So once they extract the kid, they then betray the team. And that's why Hemsworth is pretty much on his own. He has one other person out in the field in his ear. And he calls on them at one point when he gets stuck to get some help in the form of David Harbour, who shows up about the halfway point in the movie. Yeah, (laughs) And you know that's like that's probably the slowest part of the movie. Yeah, that's um, about where I hovered my mouse. I'm like, dang. Well, there was a point when during that long car chase, I'm like, is the whole movie like this? Is the whole movie just always going? <laughs> what is this gonna like? It because it it's a long segment, and I'm like, how can a one how can a two hour movie just be all action? And then it finally slowed down when they get to David Harbor, uh, who is an old friend who owes Hemsworth his life um, wearing cargo shorts much like I do because he's cool and flip-flops yes he's a dad at this point <laughs> and but like this is where you, like the tables turn again and you know friends are foes and it turns out that David Harbour is you know not not a good guy um you know, he sells out Hemsworth, you know, in order to make money. Now we come collect a, collect a check. Now he comes up with the excuse of, well, the best thing you could do for that kid is just go up there and shoot him. Like, because if he gets caught by the other guys, they're going to like torture him and all this other stuff. And that's how he justifies it. So anyway, they get in a hug battle. Um, and Did you say hug battle? A hug battle. They hug it out okay. violently. And uh, David Harbour gets shot by the young Ovi, and uh, they flee and head into the next part of the movie, where I'm kind of now, like, drawing a bit of a blank as to what happens now. Is this when... When does he realize that he wants to get the help from Saju? Is this that point? Yeah, this is that point, because they go into hiding. So after... Uh, David Harbour gets two in the chest. Um, you know, Ovi has this like breakdown, and he's like, oh, "I just killed somebody," and and Hems, you know, Hemsworth's consoling him for the fact that Ovi's, you know, having this human moment, and they then flee the apartment or whatever they were in. And they they get to down on the ground level where a bunch of kids try to essentially, I, I, I guess, take them take them captive. 
They um, try to do the capturing. These right. ballsy children, only one of which I think has a gun, <laughs> maybe two. They try to stop Chris Hemsworth of all people, and they just get what's. It's actually kind of a cool scene because he doesn't actually want to hurt the kids, right. at least in a permanent fashion. So he slaps the taste out of most of their most of their mouths and like uh, KOs one, and so he doesn't like straight up murder them like he does like, adults. Like he, he throws them around. Yeah. That one guy, I mean, he bashed his head into the car, and, you know, he was about eight. Right. Maybe not eight, but, you know. <laughs> like six-year-old. Well, no, okay. But it, but it's a good sequence because he has to change technique, because usually it's just pop, 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 and then everyone's dead. But in this one, he actually had to kind of protect the kids. Yeah, and... um and so they get, they go into because there's a helicopter flying over. So they, so Hemsworth decides that they're going to go into the the sewer system of of India. But that's when they and, get. That's when David Harbor saves them. Wait, was that before? Yeah, David Harbor is the one that pulls them out of the sewer. Oh damn! Yeah, because that's when he's down there and he's talking to his that lady that is sort of like the uh, yeah, yeah yeah. I don't know what you call her. Uh, what um. Like I almost called him Genki. What Ned from Spider Man would call the man in the chair is what yes. she is, you know. Yes. The man in the chair. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ned's the man um, in the chair. <laughs> the uh but anyway, so uh Saju essentially realizes that the, the kid's survival means that he has to it's because the kid's survival is tied to his own family survival, and we we're introduced to his his family early on, and he's got a young a young son, and so we see his motivation, and his motivation is his family's safety, and so this means he's got to team up with uh, Hemsworth. It's because the kid uh, Ovi trusts Hemsworth, and and uh, Hemsworth is trying to get Ovi to safety. And so these two equals team up and, like, just kick a bunch of ass. Like, the entire third act of this movie is just people dying and shit blowing up. It's great. Yeah, lots of explosions and teamwork uh, between... The Saju and, and Chris Hemsworth, which I'm here for, although they don't really team up that much because by the time Hemsworth gets there, Saju's pretty much screwed. But yeah. I I like Saju's character so much because of the development. And a couple weeks ago on one of our Van Damme episodes, you're like talking about development of a character. And I and I I, I pushed back on you and. Mm. But this to me is what development looks like. The character starts in one place. Like you, you introduce the character. Okay, he's the he's the right hand man for the mobster in town, right? But by the end of this movie, you're on his side. You are totally wanting him to survive, like yeah, and wanting him to succeed and get out with OG Ovi, and and be safe. And I that's character development to me. And how they handled Saju's character is probably the best part of the movie um and and anytime in a movie where i'm like don't die don't die don't die <laughs> it, it, you know that they're succeeding and um that's how it was 
both for uh, Saju and Hemsworth character to me. Well, and I think I think Saju and it and you, I felt that way for Saju's character is because we were introduced, like we saw moments in the beginning of the film or toward you know, well even like after they lose the kid. So he he like chases Hemsworth and he and he loses track of them. You know, there's a scene in the hotel room where he's calling his family mm-hmm. and he puts his son on the phone and it's extremely well acted yeah. and yeah. Uh, heart wrenching. And it just really adds, again, that depth to the character that really he's not the bad guy. He's got his own things he's dealing with, too. Um and well, in a tells, lot of ways, tells, is more honorable than even Hemsworth, you know. So yeah, no, for sure. He tells that his son uh, asks him, "Hey, Dad, when are you coming home?" And he's like, "Real soon." And like, you just get the sense of dread. Yeah, you know, just comes over you, and you're like, "Oh no!" All right, yeah. So did um, you do an ad break? No, I did not. I just sipped sip some more of my drink. Okay. And, Where were we? Uh so um you know we we were talking about um Saju's character and and the the depth that his character is given uh by the screenwriters and and like it showcases the fact that and I enjoy movies that do this is that they make a, an anti-hero and that's what Saju starts as. Right. Um uh, is you know we get glimpses of you know his things that make him more relatable and that's the scene in the beginning of the movie where he's with his family and he's with his son and his wife and then we get the scene you know midway through where he's calling his his son and you know tell him I'll be home real soon and then that sense of oh yeah you're not coming home and and then at the you know towards the end of the movie where Saju essentially gives his life to you know ensure that the kid Ovi gets to safety it's just it's there's redeeming qualities to all of that and it it's not it's not a, it's not it ne- it's never made a big deal like in the movie it's not made a big deal like when people die in this movie it's oh they died we got to move um you know and that's how i felt with um the 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 guy the sniper guy you know about 45 minutes through that was helping hemsworth that's how i felt with uh saju even though his character was very well developed yeah you know he the man died on the bridge and you're like, oh shit, man! But they no, they it still sucked. Don't. I didn't want it to happen. And that, no, it did. It did suck. But like, you, but could, you couldn't mourn them because they were still like getting getting popped at. They were, yeah. I mean, so they, shit be- was still happening. You mentioned the sniper earlier in the film, but then there's another s- sniper that works for the gold chains, and he's popping caps. And and then um, the 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 man in the chair, this uh, woman, I can't think of her name. Um, because they may not even say it, but she's awesome. She's on the bridge and she snipes the sniper, and it's really yeah, good. Oh yeah, that's amazing. it's yeah, really that's good. Um, 
this final sequence is really great. Lots of explosions. Sometimes the explosions, eh, they don't feel real. Um, they There are some seams there, but it's not a big deal. Uh, what matters is the characters. And um, so as we get through this battle and everyone's dying, uh, Hemsworth is pretty tore up. He's already bleeding internally i'm just guessing by all the blood coming out of his mouth and then he gets shot through the but he gets sh- yeah but he gets shot by a little fucking yeah it's teenager. the kid that was at the beginning of the movie who was smart and you're like oh and then but I, I love that i love that storytelling oh yeah i because i knew the way it happened it was someone important to the story but I didn't know who, because everyone else was dead. And then yeah. it then it was the kid. I'm like, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. You know, that and kid is another kid that goes through a story arc, right? He starts yeah. off as the good kid. He's like, oh, I'm being held hostage. But by the end of the movie, he's sort of, you can see how uh, he's been brought into this gang and influenced. And it makes him a human character, even though he is a villain. Yeah, and he, he, you know, we see him when uh, Hemsworth and and the kid Ovi uh, get out of the apartment where David Harbour's character was killed, and he's one of those kids that tries to stop Hemsworth and and Ovi, and Hemsworth just slaps them all around, and and uh, you know, and then you see like at the end, like. You can see the determination of the kid. It's because he's told by Gold Chains, hey, I've spared your fingers. Because when we were first introduced to him, Gold Chains is telling him, hey, you got to cut off two of your own fingers um, because you allowed some bullshit to happen. And the kid's like, okay, okay, I guess. And he's like, I'm going to cut this finger off. Can you imagine cutting your own finger off? Yeah. That suck. Doing it right now. It's terrible. Ah! (laughs) That's one. But, like, Gold Chains uh, essentially allows the kid to keep his fingers and calls him lucky because he got interrupted when Gold Chains was watching him cut his fingers off. And the just like the 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 arc the character goes through of this kid is just like it's crazy is because he starts off as this guy like oh my god I'm gonna cut my own fingers off and then he's and then he's shooting Chris Hemsworth in the neck it's like what the fuck are you doing bro Get the fuck out of here yeah well all right so him right, he's dead so, he falls off the bridge is he dead so that's what we're gonna get into right so uh. The the movie leaves you somewhat ambiguous, but you do see uh, the lady in the chair, the woman in the chair. She ends up killing gold chains in the toilet. She goes up to a urinal like she's going to pee in it. Um, and then she, she whips out her gun, big gun, gun. and yeah. shoots gold chains and he's dead. And then it like shows um, o- Ovi jumping off of a high dive and... When he comes up from the water, you get a brief glimpse of someone in the background, and it fa- and it cuts the black. And it looks like him. It could be, but it could not be. Now, in my opinion, it shouldn't be. 
That Why? Because he got shot in the neck. But he's Hemsworth. I get that, but it's just a little unbelievable to me. And that's when I was saying that they're doing a sequel. I'm yeah. like, maybe Saju survived too, and they can team <laughs> up again. And they can go on ass-kicking adventures, because I'd be there for that. Um <laughs> Well, I what with, I would want to watch with Hemsworth and Saju. Well, Hemsworth and Saju would make a great team. It's it's a great it's a great Saturday morning cartoon. I think. What? No, yeah. I want blood and guts and stabbing and. <laughs> so I I think I think the you think he's alive. Well, I think that's what the movie implies. I think, and it, I know I, I know he's alive is because they're making a fucking team, yeah okay but. yeah well that's true <laughs> but. That's a bit unfair um, because when I, no, I didn't know when I finished watching the movie, I didn't know a sequel was coming. And I was like, I chose to believe he's dead and he'll just turn and that's someone else because it just didn't. The story to me loses that realistic appeal if he if he gets out of this and he lives because then there's just nothing you can do to the character anymore. He's just invincible at that point. He's John Wick at that point. Uh, John Wick <laughs> is like invincible throughout the whole movie. I mean, he gets bumps and bruises and everything, but right. I mean, he gets shot in the neck. Hemsworth gets shot in the neck. That's when does. I mean, when no, does, I'm saying I'm saying Hemsworth gets shot in the yeah, neck. Yeah, John Wick, which is like he, John Wick getting bumps and bruises. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's, so, um. I I I choose to believe that the. The it, the final shot of the movie where Ovi comes out of the water and this blurred figure who you could say resembles him. Yeah, right? I mean it is him. I mean let's be right. honest, but but like th- the whole movie doesn't Hemsworth talk about he's having this dream of he's drowning and or did I did I dream you that? dreamt that <laughs> I I could have swore he mentioned at some point in the movie that. Uh, he's underwater and he's drowning, but he doesn't. And that was like an allegory for the final scene of the movie where he falls in the water. Uh, Okay. I didn't pick this up, but okay. I mean, we're going, we're going super deep here. Yeah. All right. But I will ask you, Jeff. Okay. Do you recommend this film? Absolutely. This is great, great action. Take it from a guy who's watched a ridiculous amount of action films recently. All right, calm down, bro. Okay. It's not too late. I could change my vote just to be a dick. Can't do it. Um, Yeah, but it's, it's excellent. I mean, it's what I want in an action film. There are plenty of moments where I go, oh, 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 like there's a moment where he takes a guy and he treats him like a baseball bat and he swings him into another guy's head and he, his head bends <laughs> the wrong way. Oh, it's awesome. Like, so this, this movie reminded me of like you could transpose like say Van Damme or uh-huh. um, Stallone or Schwarzenegger or whoever else that you want and it essentially is the same movie. And and I don't say that to minimize Hemsworth. It's because I do believe that he carries enough 
I think he's got better acting chops than the people you mentioned. Yeah, no, for sure he does. Um, and I think he's given the ability to showcase that a little bit here. Um, but I think this is a throwback action film. And it, the story is, is very uh, one track. Not that it's not deep or anything. It's just that it's, you know, there's not a whole lot of, you know, story plot lines that spin off from it. And you're getting, you're pretty much getting linear storytelling all the way through. And it's the, it's the action sequences and it's the, uh, the directing choices and the, and the camera work that just really hammer home this film. And I, I just think that this is a film that an action film that harkens back to the, the the 90s and the 80s of 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 just fucking off the wall action where um i'm trying to think of a, a another like military-esque action film from the 90s that this i, I could equate this to but um i didn't give it enough thought so i'm not quite there um but I, I do, I did, <laughs> I'm glad we I went over that. <laughs> I do, I do think that it is, it is a film that clearly draws some inspiration from action films of, you know, old, and it's it is done smartly enough to where this guy Sam Hargrave can put his stamp on it and say absolutely. I took liberty with all these these action sequences and I made something really fucking good. And I'm I'm just glad that you know we're still getting movies like that today. Like this this movie is equatable to to in my eyes to uh The Raid Redemption and uh, Dread. It's because it's just like nonstop action and the action sequences are so good. I just I that's that's the realm I put this film in. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I can't uh, complain in any way. You you did well, sir. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, now did I do well? That's you've already seen this movie, so who the hell knows? But uh so next week we're going to watch with Paul Rudd Ghostbusters Afterlife. You've already seen it. You like it, right? I d- I saw it in the theaters. Okay. Um, and I do remember enjoying it. Okay. Well, I've yet to see it, but I love Paul Rudd, so um, 30 Days of Paul Rudd, not going to happen. I don't think I could do 30 Days of anyone else, except for maybe Val Kilmer. I might be able to pull that off. Were you going to put the YouTube video in any of your... What YouTube? The YouTube video. The one that you didn't listen yet because it's not out. Uh, but yes, oh, don't worry, okay. Mark. Okay. It's All right. there. All right. Daddy took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in there. Everyone will get the experience. Dick. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, if you wanna if you wanna support the podcast or just follow us on Twitter, yeah, you can you can find us at uh, Movie Draft House. And you can throw out some 
some themes, some music recommendations. Movie something. ideas, movies yeah, you want us just... to review, that sort of thing. Uh, and you can also tell a friend. You can say, hey, guys, check out the movie Draft House. You got to say it like that. And then they'll Draft. go and they'll listen and they'll say, no, thanks. But at least you tried. And that's what I changed matters. it up this week. They should. They should appreciate. No, I'm not blaming that. that. I'm not blaming that. The draft. I'm just saying they'll listen. They'll be like, "No, this is not for me," which is okay for them. What if it is for them? If it is for them, great. What the hell's wrong with you, people? Who? Jeez. I don't. I don't understand. But if you want to, yeah. If you want to tell Jeff how great all of his other podcasts are, especially Thirty Days of Van Damme, which if you haven't listened yet. What are you waiting for? It's finished. I recommend the Black Eagle episode. I've listened to it a couple times. It makes me laugh, which I made it. And so <laughs> whatever that's worth. I, I made my own self laugh. I do. I make myself I'm the funniest person to myself. <laughs> I'm the funniest person I know. Um, no, you can find him on Twitter at uh, Podcast by Jeff. He's also, he's also uh, creating some other dope content. Uh, which you can find uh, on your favorite streaming device application. Yep. Sure. Uh, Spielberg Chronologically, that's that's the name of his other podcast. Yep, that comes out on Wednesdays, every other Wednesday. So if you wanted to get in touch with Mark and be like, hey, when is 30 Days of Leto coming out? You can do so at I Heard You Liked on Twitter. August 2022. I dare you. I <laughs> dare you. Don't threaten me with a good time. I dare, no, I'm doing it. I'm threatening you. Do it. Maybe not in <laughs> August, but just try it. You know, set the low bar for the the length of the episode. Just start think... knocking a couple out. When you watch a little Leto, just record a ten minute episode. Hey Leto, I like him, and then you pump I don't that. Think Leto has thirty film credits. Really? I, don't I mean, so. I guess not. He is younger. Let's check. He's not either. He's not. How old is Jared Leto? He's like forty-five. Oh, he's he's your age. No, he's a, he's older than me. He's like fifty almost. <laughs> what? Uh, actually, he's fifty-one. What? Hold on. Let me make sure my oh, math God. is right. Because I'm forty. No, that would make him. Yeah, fifty-one. Oh, what? Jared, this is crazy. Age, fifty. He's fifty. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And the man looks younger than both of us. Um, he really does. And it's it's probably all the devil worship. Um, <laughs> he's got sixty acting credits. I don't know how many are sixty. I think you could do it. Oh no. Because they're giving him credits for his music videos. Oh, I could watch his music videos. There you go. That's part. Hey, do I'm do I dare you. I'm going to do I'll it. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, look forward to that. If you want to find out when 30 Days of Leto is coming out, be sure to check out the podcast on Twitter as well, at Movie Draft House. Yeah, we want to thank uh, Magnolia Park, the Orlando area uh, pop punk bands. For allowing us to use their music on the podcast, you can catch their music wherever you get your music from and catch the show notes for all their social links uh, with the song Serious. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. Jeff, 
We'll see you next take week. Us, take us away. Okay. Uh-uh. 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 U